to Vista, episode 265. Fuck, I've already fucked it up. Mami, mamo, mamo, Hello and welcome to Bunta Vista, oh, episode 265. <laughs> <laughs> We're here at an emergency convening of the Australian Royalist Society of Expatriates, the only group <laughs> whose membership immediately disqualifies you from dental cover under private health insurance. I'm Theo and I'm right buggered up about our dear Queen's parting. I'm an adult man and this is important to me for some reason. I'm aroused by cousins in the abstract, and I'm currently living out of my reliant Robin. I've never met a Polish person, but if I did, all of my bones would contract and then crack simultaneously from the stress. Even though I moved to Australia after the divorce, the terms of my divorce means I'm still paying for me ex-wife's BBC license fee, which makes me so mad I often have to storm down to my basement and eat wet pastry until I calm down. I'm also here with Lucy who is 96 years old. Now, Lucy, you like to collect plates, spoons, bowls, tiny teacups with pictures of the Queen on them. You're also uh, the stupidest woman alive, and you're (laughs) deeply concerned that Australia becoming a republic will mean a complete ban on lamb's fry, which is your dinner for five out of seven nights a week. Hello, you must be absolutely heartbroken by the news. Oh, hello. Hello. You're right, love. (laughs) Oh, I'm all right, I'm all right. <laughs> I'm right devastated by the news of our Lizzie. <laughs> what else can you say? <laughs> Where are you from there, Theo? I've never heard I'm an accent from like yours before. I'm from Fable 2. Are you from two. the East? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm from... <laughs> it's a Fable 2 voice. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, this is maybe the first accent you've pulled off successfully, and it is just exactly the peasant voice from one of the first (laughs) Fatal Games. Your stronghold awaits. (laughs) I'm also here with Andrew, who has been hit particularly hard by this loss, as the editor and predominant contributor to royalfeet.fextralife.com. First of all, Andrew, thank you for your efforts in archiving the most beautiful and gracious foot pics of our dearly departed Lizzie. This news must have hit you particularly hard. No? (laughs) (laughs) I've been crying non-stop for days. And it's coming at a particularly difficult time in my life because we've recently had to fundraise for expanded storage just to get the photos of Prince Charles's giant balloon feet onto oh. the server. Oh. Now, I was excited for you when I saw his horrific <laughs> fingers that look like beef sausages left out in the sun. <laughs> and you know, you see those fingers, you know he's got some disgusting piggies in those boots of his. <laughs> Well, gravity takes the blood downstairs, so if that's what it looks like up there, who knows what it's going to be like down there. this is just pooled wet meat. (laughs) Foily in first episode. It's (laughs) It's got fucked up fingers, folks. Just like uh, his feet feet look like unbaked loaves of bread with five toenails lodged at intervals. Finally with us, sporting a shaved head in a barcode on the back of his neck, having only just arrived back from England, it's Ben, Agent 47 McClay. <laughs> ben, did you enjoy your trip? Was it business or pleasure? It was both, actually. 
because I take a lot of pleasure in my business. <laughs> I can't tell you specifically what I was doing over there, but I will tell you that it went very, very well. Yeah. And it involved a butler's costume, mm-hmm. a poisoned onion, <laughs> a beef burger. <laughs> bur- bur- beef burger. Bur- what is that called? Beef burger. Beef bourgeonon? Oh, that can't be right. <laughs> Whatever the thing is that sounds roughly like that. How about a beef wellington? Yeah. You mean beef wellington bargy. there, mate. Uh, <laughs> and also a collapsible ladle that I had in a briefcase. <laughs> you got to keep your collapsible ladle in you. Just pulling that out, folding it, assembling it meticulously, sp- spooning the poison onion into the beef, etc. <laughs> Attaching your scope to your ladle. <laughs> Silencing it. <laughs> yeah, the one thing I didn't understand red. about your last trip was how you managed to fit that white Fiat you know inside of a briefcase. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how old is Agent Forty Seven? Sort of timeless. Yeah, really. It, I think it follows Assassin's Creed rules. There was an Agent Forty Seven walking around the streets of Crete at some point. <laughs> Honestly, hats off to the royals. Um, well, you've got who, don't you? Legally, got, yes. Yeah. Legally, yes. <laughs> legally, must. Or they'll throw you in the. I think they, they call it the brig. They have absolutely been arresting the fuck out of anybody who has said anything, even remotely untoward, at any public event. What was the one where the police are like chasing up a thing about two soccer teams playing <laughs> like a soccer game in the immediate aftermath of the. Uh, of um the the queen died. I don't know if we've mentioned that yet. The queen's dead, and, she and it died was nothing to do yeah. with Ben on Andrew's birthday. We actually announced it first <laughs> six months ago. <laughs> we did. It's true. Yeah, mainstream, when she actually mainstream died. news is just catching up with us now. Yep, uh, happened on my birthday. Dreams do come true. <laughs> Blew out all my candles at once. You know, mm. Mm. and hers. <laughs> Her last single sputtering candle. <laughs> oh man. I was going to say, hats off to the Royals because they've done a fantastic job of really easing us into this idea over the last six months or whatever, where they were just like, yeah. Gave the, it queen, a test run. the Queen uh, won't be coming to bingo tonight as she has been cryogenically suspended. Hey, if the uh, Queen dead. did die, how are you guys feeling? How do you feel about that? <laughs> yes or no? Like, she's alive. Yeah, no. She's definitely 100% alive. You can't see yeah. her. But what if I told you she wasn't? What if oh, I told you, you Prince Charles is king now? I'm just seeing, um, pe- trying to check people's Just kidding, immediate, right? Just like, what if? Just <laughs> kidding. So funny to be like, yes, our like extremely ancient, wizened old queen is dead. Mm-hmm. It's time for a new start with this guy who is immediately <laughs> about to die. <laughs> I, um, I, I sent photos of Prince Charles's hands to my mother. So I was like, what the fuck is going on here? What'd she um, say? Well, yep. she, she said, he's not going to be on the throne as long as old Lizzie was. Mm. Uh, no, probably have wh- to get up and walk around. Otherwise, get bed sores, etc. <laughs> uh, but yeah, she, she was saying it is, a, it is a thing that is reflective of an underlying health condition as opposed to the health condition itself, you know? Let me see what she said. What did mummy say? Mummy said. <laughs> I said, uh, what is this? Some kind of super gout? Uh, <laughs> and she said, he won't be on the throne as long as mummy. They look like the hands of a much fatter man. 
She said, edema is the answer, but why is the question? Poor lymphatic drainage, kidney issues, could be yeah. lots of things. It's weird that his ring still fits. Uh, and I think that's more of a you're not getting that ring off kind of situation. Oh, that's not coming off. That's a load-bearing ring. The ring resized to accommodate his so. fingers. And if you're listening to this and you have those fingers... Sorry. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry about the No, it's cool when you do it. It's cool when you do yeah. it. If you're someone we like... I love your fingers. Mm. If you're listening to this show, I love your fingers. Mm. I I've just, I've just, I know we kind of, we're kind of ratting on the uh, transition a little bit, but I think it's going to be a bit, bit smoother than, uh, than you might think. I've just checked on Wiki Feet. Uh, Queen Elizabeth gets a two and a half okay oh. feet out of out of five. I oh, didn't know WikiFeet had a quality component. What's WikiFeet? Oh, people are on there rating those bad boys. I thought WikiFeet yeah. just Are any of was, you on there? It's just the size. Oh, I hope not. Um and I, then I'd be so scandalized if someone had <laughs> documented my nasty WikiFeet Lucy yeah. Valentine. <laughs> Prince Oh, that's Charles's not you. Feet. That's not you. That's a porn star named Lucy. Oh, Valentine. Who point okay. seven. There's a porn star named Lucy Valentine? Yes, and she's not just showing her feet. It turns oh. out. Yeah, the funny thing is, for that Lucy Valentine, it's probably a pseudonym. <laughs> oh, thank goodness there are no results for Andrew Law wiki feet. <laughs> is That's there a porn star called Andrew Law? I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> I didn't like it when that Instagram account would like... Posted your feet? Yeah, it was posting my feet all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And captioning it like, yum. You know? Yeah, mm. especially because it was a screenshot of you putting your foot in a toilet. And yeah, <laughs> you know, a victim blame here. Or, anything, <laughs> or holding, but... a, holding a knife. With a... <laughs> you did um, post them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, like, I think it was also slightly more unsettling because he made like photo collages, you know, mm. and he put together yeah. pictures of like, uh, the, you know, your face and your upper body and then it would be surrounded by a bunch of pictures of your feet. And he'd always tag me on Instagram. I was like, <laughs> I don't like that. At a certain yeah. point, I reported it to Instagram and said, these are my photos. Yeah. That's and my they went, feet. Whatever. Wait a second. These are my beautiful feet. I, yeah. I want this guy I'd to... recognize them anyway. Yeah. yeah. My, my little piggies, you know? <laughs> Speaking of little piggies and also uh, nature running its course all over the queen, it's time for Nature Corner. <laughs> This comes to us from the Associated Press. Hey, speaking of nature, uh, oh, there she goes. All right, the cat was uh, standing outside the door, which was open, waiting just until I I put it on the latch, and then she was like, "I got to get through that door." Uh, so I let her through the door. She came in and has immediately left the room. That's some. That's cat what shit. we call yeah. cat She's style. Doing cat things. This comes to us from the Associated Press. Rabies alert issued over raccoon taken into North Dakota bar. <laughs> Come on now. Maybe it's a support raccoon. Hmm. A woman walked into a North Dakota bar carrying a raccoon. 
leading health officials uh, to warn those who had contact with the animal about possible rabies exposure and to explain that they were not beginning a joke. I think I feel like the AP writer there might have specifically phrased that opening sentence in the most awkward way possible to try and put it into joke cadence, which just meant but I had to read it, it like three times. Yeah, you've got to um, you've got to really. I think if you want to do that format in a news story, you really got to labor the point. Yeah. You got to be like, I've heard of a woman walking into a bar, but a raccoon. You know. <laughs> Yeah, that would be yeah, perfect. Nailed it. You should have written this. She'd yeah. be a copywriter. Bartender Cindy Smith said she was serving drinks at the Maddock Bar last week when a local resident bought in the animal during happy hour. There were about 10 people in the saloon at the time, she said. Getting his half price cocktails. Yeah, that's a nice <laughs> bit of flavour. Not mm. just that she bought it in. She bought it in it's during happy, happy hour. <laughs> Me and my friend here want to wet our whistles. Smith said she immediately asked the woman to leave. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Hiya, get out <laughs> Would you like to look at my raccoon? No uh, She asked the woman to leave uh, But instead, she took the raccoon around the bar to show another customer The woman eventually departed with the animal after about five minutes We finally got her out with it And that's all that happened Smith told the Bismarck Tribune It never left her arms one time And there was absolutely no biting Little, What's little the problem? Sus. Yeah, bit defensive on that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you're saying definitely nobody got bitten. Okay. Maddock is a town of about 500 people, located about 85 miles or 137 kilometers. For those who don't speak the Queen's distance-ish, uh, from the Canadian border. Rabies is a viral infection that affects mammals, including humans. In an alert issued Tuesday, North Dakota's Health and Human Services Department is asking anyone who may have been bitten or had contact with the raccoon's saliva to seek <laughs> medical care. So, if you were bitten or... Did you maybe kiss yeah, the raccoon? Kiss the raccoon on the maybe mouth. Maybe had a, too, a few too many half-price Cosmos there. <laughs> maybe, we're, maybe we're a little too specific. No biting. Nobody was bitten by the raccoon. Nobody <laughs> bit the raccoon. <laughs> Definitely How many no people biting in this happen. bar? There's only 500 people in town. Yeah. So, yeah, if there's 10 people in the bar... Oh, there are 10 customers in the bar. There's one bartender. Uh, either way, we're looking at a, like, full 5%. Nope. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, it checks out. We need Theo for this one. <laughs> yeah. Is a this, full... like, one of those, like, American... You guys you guys ever seen those those shows they've got in America where, like... I don't know. The like, it's a small town, right? And mm. everyone goes to the bar every day after work, and they're like, "Hey, preach, hit me with a beer." I think I'm specifically thinking of Virgin River, maybe. Not familiar with that. It's sort of a, anyway, they all head to the they all head to the pub, except this time they're trying to work out uh, who got their pussy ate at the pub by <laughs> <laughs> rabid raccoon, a nasty little raccoon. And that That's... kind of secret that doesn't stay that doesn't stay secret for long in a small town like this. So that would be two percent of the town's population. Two percent of the look. I'll put it this way: when two percent of the town's population sees you get your pussy eaten by a raccoon, it's not long until the other ninety-eight percent hear about it. <laughs> Only five hundred people, you know. That that, thing that that story is going to spread like rabies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, quote. 
because rabies is such a serious disease with a nearly 100% fatality rate, we are making this information available to the public as a precautionary measure, epidemiologist Amanda Backen said in a statement. Uh, but is that like if left untreated? Yeah, I was going to say that's not true because you can treat it. For some reason, like you can treat the, rabies. Yeah, the thing the thing I have have heard about in the past. You know how you hear a thing one time and then your brain goes, "That's it. Yeah. That's the one fact I need." And by yeah. fact, I mean a thing someone said out loud in my vicinity. Uh, it was like, "Yeah, you can get treated for rabies, but you have to get like these big needles in your stomach." Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's the thing you I just remember. Just go get hearing. a needle. Give me, give you can me have anything, a little babies. <laughs> Whack anything in there. It'll be good. Six rabbit animals have been reported in North Dakota this year, including two bats, two cats, one bovine, and one skunk. We're putting together the worst arc you've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, said Smith, I had no idea what she was thinking. Fair I'm enough. Tra- track this lady sentence. down. Where'd you get the raccoon? Where'd you, you get know? that thing? Is it eating your pussy? Just walking into happy hour, kicking the saloon-style doors open, even though that certainly wasn't because it's North Dakota and it's fucking freezing, but imagine they are, kicking them open because your hands, both of them, are occupied with trying to hold back the feral raccoon you have tricked yourself into believing is your pet. (laughs) The bartender sees you and says, fuck off, get your raccoon out of here, and you go, (laughs) absolutely, real quick. Walking around to the other side of the bar to the one person you decide you have to show it to, spending another five minutes letting the raccoon make out with everyone and then it's drunk. And then be like, all right, I guess I can tell when I'm not wanted. Walking out again, struggling to maintain a hold on your feral raccoon. And then uh, putting everyone into, I assume, the quarantine tube from E.T. Mm. <laughs> yep. Being told to leave and saying, that's what all the other bartenders said. <laughs> I get that every day, <laughs> five times a day. Got a real anti-raccoon situation happening in this town, huh? My goodness. Hey, maybe uh, having a pet raccoon that you take to bars is a regional thing in America. Because that oh. certainly does sound like some regional bullshit. It's time for regional bullshit. Regional bullshit. Every little town has got their own bullshit Regional bullshit Every little town has just got to have it So, um, this is from a story that was sent in to us uh, by the Twitter user Zach Niceman <laughs> now, this might be one of those internet pseudonyms I've heard so much about. I hope it's or, not. Or this person's IRL real life name is Zach Nice Man. Um, but thank you very much, Zach, for sending this uh, in. So this is in relation to us talking about the strange uh, uh, Upper Peninsula Michigan Festival cheeseburger in Caseville. Um, and... Zach was like, hey, if you like that, check this fucking shit out. So this is a story from the Iron Mountain Daily News, uh, also in Upper Peninsula, Michigan. Honoring a mighty mushroom. Okay. Allow me to explain. We're not talking about (laughs) toad or anything? No. 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 I don't think he's that mighty anyway. 
The city of Crystal Falls this weekend will play host to one of the Upper Peninsula's most unique festivals. The 31st annual Humongous Fungus Fest kicks off <laughs> yes. Friday. Hell yes. All right. Right no, no, on with it. They I'm clearly had the, they had the name first and then they worked backwards from there. And you know what? <laughs> I respect it. I want to see if I can get a sticker. Like, Yeah. I got a friend who would absolutely love a Humongous Fungus Fest sticker. Ah, this is, of course, not to be confused with Fungus Among Us Fest, the <laughs> yeah. festival dedicated <laughs> to the Incubus album. <laughs> uh, the 31st annual Humongous Fungus Fest kicks off Friday with events running through Saturday evening. Um, we've actually, we've just missed it, I'm afraid. Fuck. Uh, the Armillaria Gallica, which covers 37 plus subterranean acres, was discovered in 1992 near Crystal Falls. Since that time, the community has celebrated the more than 1,500-year-old living organism, which weighs an estimated 100 tons. What? Excuse me. Pardon? Uh, huh. What do you mean? So, the humongous fungus that they worship, sorry, that they celebrate at yeah. the, uh, the <laughs> festival. I mean, you're worshipping it at this point. Yeah, that you sacrifice tourists to every year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we all put a, on our festival robes and we go down and celebrate the mushroom. Yeah, by feeding German backpackers to it. <laughs> so it's a yeah, thirty-seven plus acre, uh, hundred ton, fifteen hundred year old single continuous fungus. Oh, oh that mm. rules! I love it. Yummy! Isn't that fucking amazing! I love these mushrooms. Like sometimes they'll um, sometimes they're not even like in the one place. So they'll be you know kilometers apart, but they all go underground to the same. I fungus mass Subterranean underneath. mycelium networks. Yeah. Things of that thinking? nature. What's it doing down there? It's planning. Yeah. It's biding its time. It's mm. not in a hurry. Um, I'm, I'm looking at the Crystal Falls Business Association event calendar at the moment. Um, and so the day before the festival, there is a mushroom foray. Uh, when you pay $60 per person, non-refundable, you get a lecture along with forest etiquette and a mushroom foray. Uh, they will take you out to, to to go and gather some mushrooms in the woods and stuff. This is followed by the Humongous Fungus Fest, uh, where you get citywide rummage sales all weekend, sidewalk chalk for drawing on sidewalks all weekend. Uh, Friday, we get a Crystal Falls Library book sale and Troy Graham concert, a parade at 6 p.m. Now... I want to know what the Humongous Fungus Fest parade looks like. Quite desperately, I think. Me too. People this dress sounds like, like a delight. Mushrooms, I assume. Uh, Saturday, we get the mushroom foyer in the morning. Pre-sign up required. Uh, the mushroom one, foyer? One thirty pm mushroom cook-off at Harbour House. And then uh, the Crystal Theatre, the Humongous Fungus Among Us film screening. 2pm and 7pm. With producer Tim Wanneman. You have certainly ploughed through half my notes at this point. I would love to go there. <laughs> I want to go there. So, okay, so you're going out there and you're, you're fetching mushrooms, you're eating the mushrooms, and do these mushrooms belong to the mushroom? No. <laughs> are these edible? You're it's just finding unrelated mushrooms? Unrelated mushrooms. Not eating unrelated his, eating mushrooms. his children? Or? We're, not, we're not allowed to eat the mushroom. I mean, eat of the mushroom, I would say. Not part of the, the mushroom foray led by Tavis Lynch of Cumberland, Wisconsin, uh-huh. uh, is that he's showing you which ones you are you can and can't eat, which I think are probably more uh, mm. are allowed to and are not allowed to eat. 
according mm. to their ancient mushroom laws. Mm. Um, I had an, another quote here that I want to share just because, um, I don't know, something about the sentence really good. So this is a, a just a little snippet from an article from WLUC News, the Wuluk. Wuluk. <laughs> Uh, like I said, growing mushrooms are popular across the UP and northern, and northern Wisconsin, but a unique niche exists in Crystal Falls. Quote, it is because we have a 38-acre giant fungus that was discovered about 30 years ago, Luck yeah. said. Quote, no, sorry, she continues, that is the draw that there is a giant fungus among us <laughs> and not everybody has that. I yeah. think they're worshipping the fungus. I think the fungus has power here. Now, it sounds a lot like that. Uh, as Andrew was saying, there's a, there's a ton of events on for the weekend. Uh, mm. Some of the other ones they have are a performance by the Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers cover band, The Insiders. Hell yes. <laughs> okay. Pretty exciting. Well, it'd be hard to get Tom Petty for it this year, I think. It would be. Uh, they have the Mushroom Cook-Off. They have the Pie Social. Ooh. Okay. They have the Kids Ninja Warrior Parkour Obstacle Course. <laughs> <laughs> they have I, hope, the... I hope it's really badly put together. Yeah. <laughs> it's get, like getting six year olds up there on like a 12 foot high milk crate challenge. Uh, uh, another kid died. Guess we'll have to go out to the forest and bury him. Yep. <laughs> what a shame. You just lo- uh, lovingly lay him down on top of the mushroom, which then absorbs him in, sucks all the nutrients out. Yeah. Hey, John, how much biomass is that? <laughs> How much protein exactly is there in a 25-kilo child? Mm, we need bigger kids on the Ninja Warrior Parkour <laughs> obstacle course. <laughs> We've uh, got to we, see if we can get the uh, the actual Ninja Warrior show to come but not bring any cameras. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Would you guys be into that? Uh, we have the North Country Cruises car show. And of course, last but not least... We have the Finn versus Polak softball game. What do you mean? Now, I got to admit that does read kind of funny. Yeah. Now, let me explain. Um, I How wanted do they work to know out whether they use a round or a square ball. <laughs> I really wanted to know what this meant as well. I was like, oh, maybe they just have two local teams. Like two that local guys? That. So I googled the phrase Finn versus Polak softball game, thinking maybe this is like a weird, you know, like how those some parts of the Midwest in America have a lot of like uh, Scandinavian immigrants mm-hmm. and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I don't know, maybe there's some weird shit happening there. The first result, if you Google that phrase, uh, takes you to the comments of a Facebook post by the Crystal Falls Business Association, who are the people that organise the Humongous Fungus Festival. Mm-hmm. Um, the post itself is a photo of the schedule of events of the 57th annual Crystal Falls Bass Festival, which is another festival they organized, took place in June this year. Um, I'm going to read the comments out to you first. This is first a comment, uh, from a woman named Amanda Rasner. Oh my God. (laughs) Now Amanda says, looks like a great weekend. However, can anyone help me to understand why it's considered okay to use what is commonly known as such an offensive term for the softball game? Pardon? Now, you might at this stage think she is talking about the usage of the term Polak in Finn versus Polak softball game, because that is a, a derogatory slur 
towards Polish people. Oh, okay. So th- that's not the racial... The, well, sorry, I, I might have given away the game there. That's not the derogatory <laughs> term that they're referring to. Here is the response from uh, the Crystal Falls Business Association. It has never been considered offensive with the Italians and the Swedes that created it. We have the Finn Polak game during Fungus Fest. These games have been that for well over 60 plus years. It's considered tradition here for them to be called it. It's not going to change. When first started, you had to be 100% it. Then it changed over the years. There is even an age limit on if you can play or not. The event to which he is referring is the 7.30pm event on the Saturday of the 57th annual... Bass Festival. It is the Wops versus Swede softball game. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> oh my goodness! Now look, I know we make uh, we make Italian jokes sometimes and everything, <laughs> and I don't want to. I don't want to tell anyone. I was I hoping tell- that people would just forget about that for a little bit. Look, well, the time we could come into this being that we would never. That's no, well, it's, just use- it's just useful if we want to take the high ground occasionally. Well, all all I was going to say was I don't I don't want to you know presume to tell anyone what they should or shouldn't be offended by, but some slurs are old enough that that they get a little inherently funny. Hmm. So, that's- I like. I'm trying to imagine hearing somebody call somebody else uh, a wop out of public. It's really old timey, huh? It, it's it, so old timey. Yeah. It still, like, it doesn't feel good. Oh, look! It really like I doesn't. Said, like I said, I'm I'm not telling anybody out there that it's supposed to feel good or funny if someone were to say that to you. But hearing out loud that they're calling it. I'm just being like, what's the problem? That's the what's name the of their softball game. Oh my god, it's... you should have seen the rest of the comments. Everyone replying oh to god. Amanda just being like, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> it's been called that for so long. It's our tradition here in Mind the your business, Amanda. Fungus Festival. The mushroom tells us that it's perfectly fine <laughs> to call them eye He says it's <laughs> fine. <laughs> He's one third Italian. <laughs> yeah. And anyway, next week we've got the Orientals versus the Indo-Chinese. <laughs> He's one third Porcini. <laughs> God damn. God damn. That's that's special. What a thing to call a baseball game. You can't do that. Why have they got I think it two, should be a crime. Two racial slur <laughs> baseball games. Yeah, you're gonna have to narrow it down. <laughs> Which one? Just love that. So it, it's the was the other one a baseball game or a, oh no they're both softball. Sorry no they're all they're both softball games. Be interesting if they had their other racial slur t ball game in the mix. <laughs> Hello, it's me Ben uh, from this podcast. Merriam-Webster defines a podcast as a program made available in digital format for automatic download over the internet, and that simply could not be more true. If you like what we do and want more of this podcast made available to you in digital format for automatic download over the internet, simply go to patreon.com slash Vista and hit the enormous red button that says subscribe. For five US dollars a month, you get access to our weekly bonus episodes, our entire archive of bonus episodes, our exclusive Discord server, and an RSS feed of both bonus episodes and free episodes that doesn't have these ads in them. That sweet, sweet subscriber cash allows me to do this show full time without having to get a real job, and frankly, that whips to me. The other guys also get some money or whatever, but I don't really care. 
Anyway, check that out if it sounds good to you. Love you. Well, like Lucy said before you guys said about silencing a woman, mm. two slurs and one baseball game title, some kind of crime. It's time for Crime Watch. Put down your weapon. This comes to us from KGTV in San Diego. The Kuvdvr. That's right. Carl's bad woman discovers gas siphoning device under her car. That's one place to put it. siphon gas with. Yeah. Yep. Amber Nelson says she smelled gas under her car at her home, but that was only the beginning. I mean, great news for this article. Great writing, love it. I'm already on board. I'm interested. You cannot make a whole article out of Amber Nelson says she smelled gas under her car. No, there had to be a follow up. You got to go somewhere. Cars right? get petrol on them, so they're going to smell like petrol Sometimes all the time. Sometimes they smell, yeah. Mm. Uh, quote. Then I backed up and saw some gas dripping. Then I looked underneath and saw this contraption. Says Nelson, who lives in Carlsbad. It was a homemade tube, she says, was drilled into her gas tank. <laughs> yes, someone was stealing gas right out from underneath her. I was scared because I thought something had happened to the car. I know my vehicle well enough to know things are not sticking out from underneath, she added. That's so, car 101. That's the main you measure know of knowing your car. You're going to know if things stick out from underneath on your vehicle. Or at least you've got to be aware of it for some length of time. Oh, that thing? Yeah, that's always been there. You know? Uh, this is this is very interesting, though. Like, <laughs> someone who has attached their own external thing to the car, that absolutely rules. That's and they not just come just, and take it? Like this, this is not some rookie shit where you are rolling up with uh, a, a bit of hose and getting it into a tank for yourself and then mm. closing the petrol cap again. Nelson says as soon as she discovered the device, she called the police and they showed up right away. Sounds like a load of shit, but all right. <laughs> <laughs> they showed up two days later. <laughs> nothing else going on. But after filing a police report, officers told her there was nothing they could do. Now that sounds like the cops. Yeah. Quote, they were puzzled. That sounds like the cops. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone was puzzled. What is it? What is this, some sort of tube? You got a tube here? <laughs> they finally pulled it out to see what it was. It was taped with electrical tape, Nelson says. She couldn't figure out why she had to fill up her tank every three days, even though her commute to work is only ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Very funny. You only just you only just figured it out? It's so weird that one tank of petrol lasts me a single day. I go out to my car in the morning and it's empty. And what's this fucking thing? Oh. So, <laughs> now this? 
When I first read this story, I thought she was suggesting that the people had been coming around to her house every night and using the tube to, to siphon more out from the existing tube, as opposed to just, she's been driving around while her car is leaking It's just petrol. leaking petrol? What were they... Why are they... What's the point of this? No, well, well, so I'm, the, I'm reading this. They put this. the tube in to do it once, right? To steal the petrol, and then yeah. they've just gone, well... I don't, need, I don't need to clean up. I'm a criminal. Oh. No, <laughs> but but she's been filling the car up. Like I'm, it's it, been it leaking says, out onto the road. I guess it says it says it was a homemade tube that she says was drilled into her gas tank. Yeah, and that it was a thing that was under the car, right? Yes. So like, yeah. so we're all we're all picturing standard siphoning as you open the petrol cap and you yeah. stick yeah. a you stick a hose down. So. It's not just somebody who was doing that. It's somebody who's like made a hole in her petrol tank and stuck a hose into it. And well, is he, well, he probably doesn't want to do the first suck. Well, imagine though if you did have that and you could just like pop a cork out of the end of it and <laughs> run it straight into your little jerry can. I mean, yeah, that's you think he's popping over and emptying. That's a dream. I think he's only done it once and then he's just left the hose there. But now because of gravity. If you the petrol in the tank just this, goes out via the tube. If you live in Carlsbad and you're siphoning petrol on Amber Nelson's car, give us a call. <laughs> We'd like to know a few things. Uh, it, like, I mean, I could see maybe he's doing infrastructure investment by putting tubes in several cars and then doing nightly rounds of putting a tray yeah. underneath. No, I, I see what like you're a saying, though. sowing his seeds and I- then reaping. Yeah, yeah I, I see what you're saying though, Ben, which is potentially much like the the catalytic converter theft that we're so fond of, um, where it does require you to actually like jack up a car, get under it with an angle grinder, and take a whole piece of it out. Like it's a it's a proper move. But in this case, it makes me wonder, like, even if you were doing it once and never coming back, if it would just be easier to drill into a petrol tank from underneath than it would to get through the 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 cap and then the, yes. you know, there's... Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, then you got to suck it. That's 100% what it is. Yeah. You Whereas you, suck it. you don't have to suck it this way. You let gravity do because all of gravity. Suck free, yeah. yeah. It's like a it's a really common thing uh, in the US at the moment. I see stories about this like every week. Of really? People getting oh, well, this is entirely news to me. People drilling petrol tanks all over the place because as petrol gets more expensive, car manufacturers are like putting more emphasis on having it harder oh. to oh. steal it, which is a, we're living in the Mad Max future now. And oh. plus, as fuel gets more expensive, gives you potential for arbitrage, right? Well, because you want to buy you want to buy low or free if you can get it, <laughs> yeah. and then yes. sell mm. and then sell high. And plus, the benefit is if you're underneath the car drilling the hole in the petrol tank. Well, why don't you just reach on over, you grab your battery-powered <laughs> angle grinder, yeah. and you take that catalytic converter, you roll yeah. off, you've got mm. 40 litres of petrol, you've got a catalytic converter, mm-hmm. and you're out of there. That's now, that's just efficiency. Set. And then you can go around and sell, like, uh, loose two-litre bottles of petrol at the pub, <laughs> tax-free, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I imagine that's the way most people are doing it. <laughs> You want to uh, get. You also probably want to get your gas guy to be your catalytic converter guy as well. Yes. Save well, you. Save you making two trips. You really want to find someone with no compunctions whatsoever because they're going to not <laughs> ask any questions about the used gasoline <laughs> and the catalytic converter with burn marks from your terrible angle grinding. Uh, 
So, Ben, just coming back to what you were saying, I, I completely agree that this really does, uh, really does paint the Mad Max future, right? Like, mm. so, so we're now at a point where there are two features on American cars that they are having to armor plate <laughs> in order to stop people from taking a precious resource from the person who owns the car. Yes, the precious metal and the precious liquid. Yeah, the uh, <laughs> the guzzoline. They're taking my guzzoline. And my platinum. And my platinum. <laughs> and so, so they've, they're clearly starting to, like, shield the underneath of the car to protect these components and precious liquids. Uh, which thing do you think will be next to need to be reinforced in some way? Mm. Like, I mean, I, they've already started um, fixing, like, the steering columns that make Hyundai's Kia so easy to steal. Mm. Yeah. But um, that's kind of the whole car. That's a bit of a bit of a horse barn door situation. I think the next thing's going to be blood. They're going to yeah. be stealing blood yeah, from your probably. cars. So just mm. be careful when you sit down. You want to you want to check for syringes. Yeah, yeah. You want to check for for blood lines. Check see if your arms. Yes. <laughs> see if you're not being harvested on the sly. You want to check if there's a phlebotomist in your car. <laughs> Get the fuck out of there. Oh. I need to double check that that's what a phlebotomist is. Yeah. Sounds about right. Just you to be might, safe. Yeah, just just check uh, before and after the amount of blood that you have. And uh, just a <laughs> little bit of blood quick levels maths. daily. Yeah. How pale and listless do you feel when you get out of your Camry? <laughs> you might be having your blood <laughs> ciphered by thieves. <laughs> um, my goodness. I Look, to, just to be safe, make sure that you are checking your back seat before you get into the car because you don't want that situation where you get nice and relaxed in the driver's seat and then you adjust your rear vision mirror yeah. as one does, bringing into view the vampiric figure behind you yeah. who mm. then immediately plunges that syringe in your neck. Yeah, it's he's just, vampiric, it's, but he's got a syringe too. Well, he wants to keep some for later. <laughs> <laughs> He might be or, selling or it as well. He can't. He yeah. can't. He's not just going to store it all in his cheeks. Yeah, Don't be okay. silly. I mean, I'm guessing that the syringe is more for something to put you out, so that you can then be completely drained without a struggle. Although, if you're a vampire and you inject somebody with a sedative and then you drink that blood, are you also immediately going out? Maybe. Oh. You're better off taking a bit of blood at a time <laughs> when somebody's woozy. asleep. Just a little <laughs> bit out of the arm, a few vials. You don't need it. It'll, it'll come back. It'll grow back. Now, Andrew, you are, um, you know, obviously a uh, very valid safety tip. You've got to check your back seats. Sort of, it's reminded me that we haven't, we've, we really haven't been on the check for um, sort of like a Hail Mary kind of situation, you know, mm -hmm. like you check your mirror. There she is. Um, she's there. You didn't say Hail Mary three times before midnight, the night before or whatever it is. Uh, and now she's going to drag you to hell where she lives. That's where she gets her name from. So be on the lookout for that as well. I thought all of those ones were based on you saying it three times, not from you neglecting to no, say no, it three times. Because yeah. you didn't say it three times. You didn't say it. All right, so what we're vain. warning people of is to uh, check your rearview mirror for Hell Mary. Hell, hell Mary, yeah. yeah. Hell a Mary. vampire, and also <laughs> for the immobilizer. Those are the yeah. three things you're going to want to check your rearview mirror for. Anytime you get in or out of your car. Yeah. Maybe if you're donating blood in one of those blood vans, uh, ask to see someone's badge. Yeah, yeah, and if you're purchasing a car, you don't want to purchase it at night or in the rain. Because actually, RECQ will check 
or RECV or wherever it is that you are, we'll check for Hail Mary if you mm. yeah. um, if you can afford. Also, oh, Theo's talking out. about Bloody Mary. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think Theo's sort of invented his own invented thing. His by own name. Do you guys don't know Hail Mary? You don't Hold say on. her name three Hold times. Hold on, everybody. Let's let's just get it from um, <laughs> let's get it from Wikipedia here, the the source of all truth. The name must be uttered thirteen times. What? Oh. That's too many. Ain't nobody I'm got bored. time for that. Mm. You guys remember that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the internet? Yeah. Uh, in the ritual of today, Bloody Mary allegedly appears to individuals or groups who ritualistically invoke her name in an act of catoptromancy. Oh. Which uh, is divination using a mirror. Ah. Oh. Hmm. Uh, so the name must be uttered 13 times or some other specified number of times. The Bloody Mary appar- apparition allegedly appears as a corpse, witch, or ghost that can be friendly or evil. A lot of options. I, a lot of combinations there. I, I want to know. Is it 50-50? <laughs> you just got to take the risk? That's a hell of a coin flip. Could it's sometimes seen covered in blood, hence the name. Mm-hmm. The law surrounding the ritual states the participants may endure the apparition screaming at them, cursing them, strangling them, stealing their soul, drinking their blood. Yeah. You're all over it, Theo. Or scratching their eyes out. Some variations of the ritual called Bloody Mary by a different name, Hell Mary and Mary Worth are popular examples. See? I don't think it's too about Hell Mary. You don't. You just got... <laughs> You misremembered, and now you're, <laughs> you're really committing to it. I think that's beautiful. Do you think he quickly edited Wikipedia and sent that to me? <laughs> well, no. I what think kind it, of fucking coincidence would that be, Ben? I, you are not extending me even the most compunctious. All right, explain of- these rules to me. Explain the meta of Hail Mary. So every single person alive has to say Hail Mary three times you before don't midnight. Have to if every you, day. Ideally, you, you don't. No, you don't say it. Theo's I'm just saying you're times? leaving yourself open to risk. No, you're so you're positing a, a completely opposite version of this thing, where you have to say it, or it will happen to you, as opposed to if you do say it, it will happen to you. I'm just telling you what the doctor told me. The doctor didn't <laughs> tell you anything. You might be remembering the plot of the movie Hell Mary from 2012. Uh, which only exists as an IMDb entry and apparently not as an actual movie. <laughs> that doesn't seem like the kind of movie that Theo would have seen. No. <laughs> to be perfectly honest. No. Oh boy, uh, uh, a mysterious and grotesque figure appearing to shout expletives and, and vomit bile at you. Are we talking about <laughs> Bloody Mary or Hell Mary or uh, a, a Dutch person to come and work at a clinic? In the Netherlands. Let's find out in Netherlands Corner. <laughs> hey everybody, I'm from Holland. Isn't that weird? Here, 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 here. It's pretty weird. This is from nltimes.nl. Where are we ranking them, Ben? Second best. Second best English language Dutch news service in the world. All right. It's our power rankings right there, folks. Uh, Amsterdam Phobia Clinic... Seeks employee to vomit on command. <laughs> That's a unique skill. <laughs> I wonder what that could be for. <laughs> oh, boy. A phobia clinic in Amsterdam has opened applications for an employee who is able to vomit at will. 
So far, around 100 people have showed interest in the position, according to AT5. Kind Clinics in Amsterdam deals with people who have anxiety, phobias, or PTSD, according to its website. Its specialists treat phobias such as fear of heights, aversion to needles, and claustrophobia, for example. Now, this already sounds like just immersion therapy, yeah? They're doing yeah, exposure therapy. Yes, yeah. for people that have emetophobia. Em- mm. em- I yeah. don't actually know how to pronounce that. But. And is, uh, d- does anybody have any kind of uh, familiarity with whether or not this is even remotely successful? Like or? successful or scientific? Does it I don't work? Know. Yeah, I'm pretty sure immersion therapy is like a, a real thing. Like it's... It works. They've put a lot of scientific thought into it. They've done all those things about, like, VR for doing immersion therapy with, like, snakes and spiders and shit. Oh. Birds, even, Andrew. It's burning, it out you. all your, burning out all your fear receptors so you can go about your business. <laughs> yeah, so that you no longer have the part of your brain that can rationally tell you you're scared of stuff. Yeah, to stop grabbing at snakes when you see them. <laughs> uh, the clinic also helps people overcome a fear of vomiting. It has put out a call for a part-time position. <laughs> no, thanks. Uh, you can't do it full-time. It takes too much out of you. Uh, it's put out a call for a part-time position in which a person will vomit on command to help the clinic's patients deal with their vomiting phobia, according to AT5. The new hire will replace a previous employee who retired. Why are they retiring? <laughs> are they retiring? They didn't quit. So they've probably they been there a while. Nothing left to give. Yeah. I reckon they've but just been, been doing it, it for, like for life. 40 years, yeah. Because <laughs> you probably I, don't have much transferable skills. <laughs> I, I'm not suggesting this is quack science or anything. I think this is probably com- pretty legitimate. But I also don't know about the the ethics of asking someone to vomit a bunch just for the sake of their, like, dental health. It's not good, right, to vomit. It's bad for your body. Yeah. It's really bad for your teeth. It's bad for a bunch of other stuff. Like, that just can't be good it's not like they'd have to do it like 20 times a day like i'm sure they're doing it like once or twice a week maybe but still it can't be that many it's got to be like a casual like on-call position like hey come in here and throw up a bit i wonder if they get them to do the like sweet d style like (laughs) 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 we're gonna ramp you up okay first we're gonna do a couple of (laughs) day one If you are working at clinics in Amsterdam on a part-time basis, vomiting on command, please write into mailbag at buntavista.com and let us know uh, how frequently you are getting down to it. Yeah, yeah I feel like this, there are a bunch of different, uh, bunch of different like weird, weird jobs and stuff like that that involve people uh, vomiting a bunch and losing, losing weight all the time and all that sort of thing. And there's no version of it where anybody's like, oh, it's fine. I'm thinking like uh, like professional eating, you know, competitive eaters. Yeah. yeah. The Joey Chestnuts of the world. The Kobayashis of the world. Oh, yeah, because people are like, wow, I can't believe that somebody like eats that much food. And they're like, oh, we're not eating it. Yeah. I'm consuming you, it. Yeah. You ram 60 hot dogs in you in five minutes and then you go back to your hotel room and it all comes back out. I'm right? housing it in the literal sense of the word. Yes. In that I'm briefly storing it in me, but not forever. Soon these will be unhoused hot dogs. I mean, yeah. that's true of all food. Not the way I do it. <laughs> uh, hmm. The new employee's job, who will uh, get the gun and the badge from the previous retiree, will consist of vomiting during a session with the patient to allow the patient to face their phobia. Quote, 
There are many more applications than expected. <laughs> a new transmitter is certainly among them. Transmitter. 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 Really gross Jason Statham movie. Jan will begin to transmit the phobia to you now. <laughs> <laughs> I, look, the, the absolute sicko in me has to know, like, are we treating this phobia in the manner of, like, oh, no, someone in the same room as you is throwing up and you can't leave? Or is it like your phobia is someone throwing up on you? you know? It has to be tailored. Oh, I thought you were asking like whether this. the person was meant to be acting as a plant. Where they're like, oh, and also, Jan will be sitting in taking notes as part of his PhD. Mm. Oh, Can no, Jan looks more? unwell. Can you fill in this form? <laughs> <laughs> the receptionist uh, takes your takes your details. Please sit over here. Uh, the, uh, the doctor will see you. Oh. When will my appointment start? Oh, it's not too long now. <laughs> for the uh, for the really severe cases, you know, you get the uh, you get the guy who's a who's a plant as an assistant to throw up on them with a clipboard, and somebody else comes running into the room with a towel and goes, "Oh, this is unbelievable!" <laughs> <laughs> Just a succession of people over the course of an hour coming in to help. Just the, the previously phobic person standing in the center of a hundred vomiting Dutchmen, just being like. I'm cured. <laughs> That's perfect, because in the next time you see one guy vomiting, it's not going to be that like, bad. Whatever. whatever. Oh, it's only one vomiting Dutchman? I've seen literally a hundred times worse. That's rookie shit. Rookie shit. Psychologist Martia Krosje posted the call for an employee on Facebook. Quote, I haven't had time to look at them all and answer them yet, but there are so many applications that it is almost impossible to oversee. How many people are vomiting on command? Like, That's crazy. Well, only Is one, a but thing? there's a oversupply of. You you know what I'm picturing here for this uh, entire scenario, right? Uh, I I can't remember whether it was on uh, a bonus episode or not. Um, but we were recently discussing a, a woman who was saying, "My partner thinks that he's funny and can do stand up comedy, mm-hmm. and he definitely can't, and he wants to go to an open mic night." I think this is going to be open mic night for everyone who thinks they can vomit on yeah. command. So you think you can vomit. <laughs> <laughs> Am- Amsterdam's got vomit. Um, yeah, absolutely. I-, I think a whole bunch of people are going to come through. A procession of people are yeah. going to come through and they're going to say, take it away. And they'll go, yeah, okay. Huh. <laughs> You're oh, out of here. Give me a minute. Get I promise I could do this yeah. at home. Oh, hold on, I just got to stick my fingers in there. <laughs> I'm, not, like, I'm not turning my I'm not turning my chair around. If you got to stick your fingers down, there. yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to hear it hit the bucket before I'll hit the big button on my desk. <laughs> <laughs> I, Ariana I reckon, Grande waiting to hit her big button and turn around. That's right. And if you're listening to this and you're annoyed at us because you have <laughs> emetophobia, we're actually helping you. By doing yeah. immersion therapy. We're immersing mm. you in this right now. We're immersing this you in the therapy. world of vomiting yeah. Dutch people. We're immersing you in the wet, chunky world. Oh, come on now. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I reckon, I reckon it's hundreds of people turning up and two of them can actually do it. And it's mm. a very, very frustrating day for the people who are interviewing yeah. everyone. That's my oh opinion. My yeah. Um, applications shared with AT5 were enthusiastic in tone. Quote, now I can finally share my art. Vomit on command. If the clinic is still looking for people, I would like to register here. One person wrote. Some Dutch shit. 
I would, yeah, I'd come in there so drunk. Finally, it's <laughs> <laughs> just wasted. Get, yeah, I can is, vomit on command. Yeah. <laughs> One large bottle of schnapps beforehand, you know. <laughs> His job takes its toll on people. <laughs> oh boy, folks, we regularly take you on a trip around the world on this podcast, you know. We started off in grey, sad England with its dead queen getting sealed up into a lead coffin. Yeah. Then we took you all the way to, what was it, North Dakota? Yeah, that's right. Back around to the Netherlands, and here we are bringing it all the way home to England again. We're going to close it out with our respect to the uh, slowly ballooning body of the queen and the very rapidly ballooning body of her son, King Charles III. With a tribute from the only kind of literature that England has ever produced. That's right. We're talking about tabloids. Fist-headed man destroys church. It's tabloid phenomenon. This comes to us from the Manchester Evening News. Locals shocked by... Awful and minging, stinky South Manchester grot spot. <laughs> Shut up, you losers. <laughs> like, how come, how come you got to put minging in quotes and grot spot is just like their headline? Gr- grot spot's great. It sounds like it is awful and minging. Yeah. Oh, well, that's minging is a quote, which is why it's in quote marks. Beautiful. Grotspot sounds like a disgusting <laughs> euphemism from like a late nineties, early thousands. Um, like for your butthole, porno <laughs> mag. Yeah, yeah. Makes, it makes me think of like if they had a made um, if they had a made American Pie in England instead. Yeah. You know, I feel like oh, that's somebody a horrible would've... thought. That's horrible. <laughs> what you've just said, man. What would they have had to have called it? Uh, <laughs> pie. Eel pie. What yeah. a dick. <laughs> oh, they would have had a spot of dick joke in there. God damn. They'd still have MILF, but it'd be like mom I'd like to fuck. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Residents and local workers in Trollton are shocked at the state of a truly horrific and stinky alleyway off Barlow Moor Road, piled high with rubbish. So Ch- what? Charlton, come on. Truly stinky. You can't put these things in the paper. Stinky. <laughs> <laughs> these people relate to the world like children. It's stinky. Put that in the paper, it smells. Get, like getting some sort of specialised Oxford simplified thesaurus, you know? Well, I want one with like 80% less terms for things. The alleyway runs from Martin and Co. estate agents past the back of Electric Bar and the Atlantic Fish Bar, among other businesses, <laughs> and is piled high with rubbish, leaking bin bags, and piles of discarded items. What do you reckon's happening inside the Atlantic Fish Bar? Yeah. Is that a, mostly like it's fish a bar? related stuff? It's a bar for fish, I think. For fish from the Atlantic Ocean mm. specifically. Which is odd, because... Uh, 
Is England on the... I don't know. I don't know enough yeah, about it. Well, well, the tables are turned, Ben. Mm. The man who interrogates me about not knowing what any of the oceans are. <laughs> uh, I'm sort of picturing out the back of the Atlantic fish bar that the, the their pile is like... Um, you know, in like a Warner Brothers cartoon, yeah. if, a, if a cat lines. puts a fish piles of down into yeah. their open mouth yeah. and they pull it back out and you have the completely intact fish skeleton. Mm. Yeah. Six foot high mound of that. Yeah. yeah. And one boot. Yep. For good measure. Yeah. And if you can do that, uh, if you can put an entire <laughs> fish in, in your gullet, uh, swallow it and then pull it out by its tail, revealing a skeleton, um, there's about 30 people on our Discord that would like your DM <laughs> details. <laughs> One local business, who did not wish to be named, said the problem had been going on for, quote, a number of years, and said due to the amount of businesses, the alleyway houses a lot of commercial bins, and people tend to add their own items. Alleyways are stinky. Like, yeah. this is yeah. a common it's problem. Defining. You just That's have to live with it. It's where cities keep their stinks. Yeah. Yeah. It is. You tuck them back there. You don't want them out on the street. Yeah, you want, you want your stink with all the rest of the stink. Yeah. You don't want to be kind of like... Hey... Put it back there in the stink hole. Yeah. He's calling up the team from the bill because the alleyway smells. It's <laughs> minging. He's right minging down there. Gov. Come and come and nick this stink. <laughs> <laughs> quotes. No, that's not quotes. It's the rest of the article. A shocked visitor to the area said he walked down the alley on the way to get a pint and described the area as, quote, Minging. As did manager of Electric Bar, Andrew Richard, who said, quote, It's quite a dark and minging alleyway. You End built your bar there. Who is Also, why are all these people saying this word? <laughs> it's so minging. I think it's because they're minging. English. <laughs> <laughs> I think that might be the reason. Yeah, they need to read a book of English. I don't... I don't know what they're doing. What are they trying to do over there? I'm, I want to... I'm just... It's not good. <laughs> Got to work it out. I'm uh, playing myself the little pronunciation guide from Google, you know. That's good stuff. Are you trying Minging. to decide whether you Minging. should or shouldn't be saying the hard G? You should. Don't say the hard G. Minging. The G on there is Minging. misleading. There's no That's G a whole on the end of that word. Minging. Oh, That's a whole Minging. different sting hole. Minging. <laughs> Minging. <laughs> Minging. Uh, there you go. Minging. Great. Now we have Incorrect. to pay the person who made that pronunciation $5,000. <laughs> Minging. Well, luckily, the uh, the pound is worth one Australian cent now. So, oh, perfect. You know, mm. It's good for us. <clears throat> he said, quote, There's a massive stack of crates and rubbish, and I have no idea where they have come from or who is responsible. We don't get fly-tipped as our bins are on the other side of the road on Wilbraham Road, but it's pretty minging and awful. Well, at least you're not getting fly-tipped. Yeah. Christ. I would hate Could to be, be tipped. Especially um, in Wilbraham been... Road. All right. I think we've discussed this on the podcast before, but fly tipping is what they call illegally dumping rubbish in a place that is not your bin. Is right. it that common that it's called fly tipping? It, it is legitimately 30% of the stories in the tabloids are about <laughs> out of control fly, fly tipping. tipping. <laughs> the, the title of this BBC article is Fly Tipping What You Wanted to Know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, apparently, apparently, people uh, 
They got a they got a big old FAQ on this 2017 article about fly tipping. Where did the name fly tipping come from? Number one, ask question to the BBC. Fly tipping is defined as quote the illegal deposit of any waste onto land that does not have a license to accept it. They love having a license for shit, I don't do. they? Oh, you gotta have a license to watch the telly. You gotta have a license to put some rubbish on the ground. They this saying coupled with the act of tipping something out. Oh, sorry. The OED points to the term on the fly being used around 1851 to mean on the move. This saying, coupled with the act of tipping something out, created fly tipping. So, tipping on the fly. Like you're, you're driving past. Drive in your, by. In your Reliant Robin and you've tipped some rubbish out the side window. Driving past in the Mr. Bean car. <laughs> throwing your Greg's pastry wrapper <laughs> into the bin. <laughs> How many fly-tipping prosecutions have there been in England in the last year? There were 1,602 prosecutions for fly-tipping in England what? in 2016 to 2017. It's that an was epidemic. That was down from 2,100 the year before, despite the overall rise in incidents. That's good news. In total, 98% of prosecutions resulted in a conviction. What conviction? Yeah, locking that down. Locking You're a up. notorious fly-tipper. Wow, so the same number of people that weren't convicted of fly-tipping were the percentage of that town that was in that bar during happy hour. Coincidence? <laughs> Think about it. Yeah, it's all connected. I, um, oh, in 2021, the number of convictions went up to 99%. They're getting... <laughs> Cracking down on fly-tipping. Getting serious. Maybe they got a serious mayor or something. They all right, so Judge Dredd on the case. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so 2017, uh, what did we say? It was it was uh, 2017. It was 1600 prosecutions, down from 2100. Uh, fly tipping statistics for 20, 2020 to 2021. Local authorities in England dealt with 1.13 million fly tipping incidents. An increase of 16% from the 980,000 reported in 2019-2020. What a country. My goodness. Local authorities carried out 456,000 enforcement actions. That is absolutely wild. Just put it in the bin, mate. Yeah. That's How the, are you tracking that's this the awareness thing they should be doing. Yeah. Just put it in the bin. How come in your it's so bin. Hard in your bin. Put it yeah. in your bin. Are, they, are their bins not big enough? Do they have tiny bins over there? Is that have, the problem? Do you not no have room. the wheelie bin? The maybe they don't have. Bin. They might maybe not they have, have household bins. bins. Maybe. Are you just calling the cops on your neighbour for putting their recycling in your bin or something? I saw him put an apple over on the pavement. That's fly tipping. I just I keep thinking about um. Right, right at the start of the pandemic, right when it was all kicking off, um, my my parents had these like family friends here from Scotland who they had not seen in like many decades, or maybe since like one of their childhoods or something like that, you know. And um, and w one of my parents was like, "Yeah, the thing that they just kept saying when we were driving around everywhere was like, it's so clean, it's so clean, like." Like in Scotland, you just everywhere you drive, every roundabout is just covered in yeah. garbage. We've got we've got enormous national parks here that you can put all your garbage in. <laughs> that's where we, yeah, that's you where the garbage goes. Your illegal firearms in there. You yeah. can grow marijuana in there. Yep. You can put your rubbish in there. 
It's kind of the perfect solution. Yeah, you sort of drive up there with your um, with your Holden Commodore mm-hmm. wagon if you can. Got to get that wagon for the extra room. Just I mean, all the rubbish out. Yeah, I feel like broadly speaking, littering's pretty pretty unacceptable socially Frowned in Australia, upon right? Socially. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't mean people don't do it, but um, like I reckon if you if you just sort of did it on the street, broad daylight with a bunch of people around, someone would go, "Hey." Don't pick, use that. Pick that up, you cunt. Someone mm. would probably say. Some would say, hey, fuckhead, are you expecting your mum to clean that up for you? You Uh-oh. cunt. Were you born in a tent? Were you born in a tent and that's why you throw rubbish on the ground? <laughs> you didn't have a bin and you just had to open the flap of the tent and throw the rubbish straight out of the tent. That's I, why we say that. And yeah. that's become muscle memory for you ever since. And every now and then you'd move tent the dweller. tent because it was easier than moving all the rubbish. Was that living in a tent a cultural thing or are your parents just strange? <laughs> Tell me more Did your parents just hate you? Your early childhood. <laughs> was, was the tent, tent a outside hospital? or was it on top of a bed? <laughs> was this a home birth when you were in a tent? <laughs> that is what someone would say to you. Yeah, if you, that's if you did it here. all of yeah. that to you. If you did it here. Uh, so it sounds like it's also socially unacceptable in England because everybody is calling the cops and saying, I just saw my neighbor tipping his fucking rubbish over the fence again. Yeah. The only he's difference... Out of ru- he's out of room because I've tipped all my rubbish over there, so... Yeah. yeah. It's a, a very, very strange that, yeah, it seems to be socially acceptable here and over there, absolutely everyone is doing it and also and calling, calling the, the police cop. about yeah, it. Yeah, they love to set up, like... <laughs> they, as far as I can tell, they also love to set up cameras looking at their bin... And oh like their God. front and their front road and stuff. Nearly every news story. Yeah. It's Chavs like, nicked me bin. Yeah, you <laughs> don't want to commit a crime next to a bin in the UK because yeah. uh, mm. you might get dobbed You'll in get for caught. bin tipping. Don't dog tipping. near a bin. Yeah. Yeah. No, do it's your dogging in one of their beautiful starters. public parks. Mm. Yes. And that's advice for you to take home yeah. after the podcast. <laughs> Quote. This is the uh, Manchester City Council spokesperson. Although we were not informed of the incident specifically, we will look into it immediately and take the appropriate action to get the rubbish removed. We are aware that there have been waste issues in the Charlton area, and our officers are currently in the process of visiting business premises to ensure they have the necessary waste contracts and that they are managing their waste removal correctly. Put it in the bin. Gotta get your waste contract. What a load of shit. They don't care. They don't care about the fly tipping. They don't care about the Ming and Alleyway. No they one's care. paying their bin licenses anyway, so you know. They're hey. too busy making sure no one is saying that whichever one of the princes is a is a pedophile. Is a pedophile. <laughs> yeah. Uh <laughs> they're too busy policing that to actually tackle fly tipping? One of the real problems that's facing us. real problems yeah. in the, the UK. And you're saying that the pedophile guy is not a pedophile. Someone is going to write into us and be like, hey, guys, love the show. Um, I know you don't really like corrections, but I do want to say we don't actually have bins. <laughs> <laughs> and it's because of Thatcher. So actually, yeah. it's a little bit on the wrong side of history on this one. Thatcher, Thatcher, the garbage bin snatcher. It's that's her. right. <laughs> they called her that. This used to be a country. She took away our bloody bins. Now we ain't got no bins. We have to fly tip because of Thatcher. Ah, Thatcher. They get all red in the face. And they're right to. 
She's dead. They do say Thatcher. She's though, dead as F, hell. You know. Just yeah. like the queen. Thatcher. in the ground. Yeah. Just down Margaret below. bleeding Thatcher. Oh, Thatcher. <laughs> <laughs> and that's serious news for you. Yeah. 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 What else can we say? Hard hitting. How about that? Insightful. Oh. I think we're insightful. I think Pot- you guys got a lot of yeah. insight. Potentially award winning. No, you have to self submit for podcast awards, and there's not a fucking chance in the world. They're going to be like, hello, my name oh, no, is I'm Ben, never and I produce that. a podcast called Punta Vista. No, that's why I said potentially award winning, because theoretically it's possible that we could win an award. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. we would probably win every one that we enter for. We would oh, clean so up true. at the Webbies hmm. <laughs> and the pods. I don't know what any of them are. <laughs> at the. Those ones that Norm MacDonald <laughs> did the red carpet for. We would have fucking cleaned up. We would uh, absolutely win the Webby for podcast that is most difficult to get into by just listening to the latest episode. Yeah. yeah. And there's actually no episode that's a useful point to get into the show. <laughs> well, thanks for listening, um, because you clearly did. Or at least you gave this episode a bash, and right now you might be deciding, not for me. Would I listen in? Maybe not. Probably not. Hey, and if you're the partner of someone um, and you've been forced to listen to this in a car, thank you so much. Now it's your turn to ask for something and just really lean into making it something that your partner fucking hates. Next podcast's on you. That's your choice. My favourite murder. It's your turn. Let's go. Pick whatever is the latest uh, true crime podcast from the Australian. Yeah. Teach your sister. (laughs) Oh, uh, see you next time, folks. Bye. Uh-huh.